But you're you're familiar with the airstream and kind of what it takes to to close that door. Oh yes, I lived in one. Did you? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, my dad had one. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> so growing up when you were young, you yeah, lived for in an a year year and a half, we lived in an airstream. Okay, nice. Oh cool. For real? Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. It all, it all sounds really fun and. So you're the one doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was super great being a seventh grader living in an Airstream with my sister and my dad. Right. Super awesome. Hello. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. I'm Brock Dittis. Did you miss me? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure... A lot of us did, and, it, and I realized we've had like almost a three-week hiatus altogether. Not From just live not shows just your like three-month mm-hmm. hiatus. But How yeah, long was it? I think it's been three weeks. Oh, since I've been on. Oh, since you've been on, it's yeah. been like I did say three months, Forever. but it's been like a year. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> time goes fast. <laughs> that that year seemed like three months. Yes, <laughs> that's because we had such a good replacement for you. I thought you were going to say a good time without me. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm not even supposed to be here, right? I'm filling in for Guthrie, who's filling in for me. Who's feeling bad today? Yeah, he's he's come down with the crud that everybody's getting. And to be fair, you also came down with the crud, and I came down with the crud. I've bounced back, but I think I like am like coming back down. Yeah, and so for our guests here, we're getting no closer than we are now. Right. Oh, you look you look terrible, everybody. (laughs) They look terrible. They've been really sick. Hey, who are you? Oh, hey, I'm Aaron Flores, and we're broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Enjoying bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, life hacks, and today, multimodal commuting. How many modes? At least two. Yeah. <laughs> that qualifies as multi. Yes. Possi- possibly more. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is here with us? So today we have, we have well, why don't you guys introduce, we have Norman and Brad here. Yeah. Um, go ahead and introduce your well, as I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm Norman Yonimer. I'm a general contractor, and uh, I'm one of the few people that, uh, one of the best times parts of my day is the commute. The best part? The best part. Yeah. How is that possible? Because uh, if you I, I work get, in contracting, you'd know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Both of the both of the guests here are, are, are work in contracting. Yes. There we go. Yeah, and uh, I I never quit riding bikes. I'm going to be 65 in in a few weeks, actually. Happy birthday! And uh, I never did quit riding. And I was I've, in the past. I've been accused of having a drunken driving ticket or gotten arrested for drunken driving because I rode my bike. And I says, oh. "Well, no, that's not true. I just like to ride bikes." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, that, oh, that's the common the common is, thing, right? Yeah. Is that like they, why why are you riding your bike? Yeah. You must have had a DUI. You must have something wrong. Yeah. You sir have not, but. It's just the appearance because you because you uh, you commute a longer distance, right? Yes, yes, and, I do. And the distance you commute from, uh, there are more people who would assume that. It's, maybe it's thirty-seven miles, doorstep yeah. to doorstep. Bicycling is less less uh, common as a commuting method where you start your commute. Yeah, yes, yes. I that's why I. Well, you know, the odd thing is the reason I know this gentleman, Brad, that's sitting oh, next, yeah. to, next hey, to me. Hey, Brad, you oh, should probably oh, introduce yourself. Oh, my, <laughs> my name is Brad Sisson. I'm a, I work for an electrical contractor in town here who's 
named after this state, so you have to figure that out on your own. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about this one. I do project management and uh, for electrical, but yeah, Norm, Norm and I have some. We have a couple of stories we'll share with you, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah. We both have long commutes, and it's a it's an awesome part of a my day. It's the best part, as Norm says. <laughs> so both of you guys commute in from Wood Lawn. No, Wood Van Van Tucky. Van- <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, Woodland, and, Woodland, and it's yes. and it's uh, we both take exit uh, twenty one, which means that it's twenty one miles north of the I five bridge. Right, and we both live east of there. I, you know, my my home was like four miles east, and yours is about like two and a half. One or, mile, one mile. One oh mile, wow, one mile off the freeway. Yeah, wow. yeah, I really had it easy. Yeah, you had it. Yeah, easy. yeah. <laughs> Norm's Norm's the seasoned one here. <laughs> yeah, I um I, I know of Woodland, but I haven't been there for a while. Uh, I know of Woodland primarily because there used to be a restaurant called Brock's Oak Tree Restaurant. Oh yeah, it's oh. now just called the Oak Tree, and I it's still a casino. It. Yes, it's a casino. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's no longer a restaurant. Great menu. Yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I ate there when it was named after me, oh, and it was okay. But I mean, yeah, might have been. yeah, potato salad mostly. I think is what I what I had, but. Yeah, they, they were known for cinnamon rolls. But oh, they, is that uh, it? Yeah, yeah. And a gift shop, as I recall. Yeah, and a gift shop. Yeah. But, the other thing I know about Woodland is that uh, Green Mountain Road mm-hmm. goes up Green Mountain, the titular mountain for the road. Okay. And uh, unless you want to ride on I five going north, it's the only way to ride north without going significantly out of your way. Correct. And right, Green right. Mountain is also significantly out of anyone's way because it's so steep. Correct. So yeah, yeah. you know a lot about woodland. Holy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've trolled around there here, here and then. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but that's what I know about woodland. The rest is up uh, to what you tell us tonight. I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's where I ate food and slept, and then I came to Portland. <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty much. My my daughter graduated from high school there, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a it's a nice little town. It's like I'm from Cedar Woolley originally, and that's a nice. I always say Cedar Woolley's a great town to be from. Sure, way yes, from. from. <laughs> yes. Cedar Woolley has a great name. It's one of those like it. Where did that come from? Right? Is there two, a hyphen? Two guys. Two guys. Yeah. Last name Cedro, Last name Woolley. There we and go. They couldn't. They were fighting over what to name the town. There we go. So they came up with Cedro hyphen Woolley. <laughs> Perfect. Aaron, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um, Aside from the ick. Yeah. School started. Yeah. 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 You work in the school industry. We're winding up. Yeah. So do I. Transportation. Yeah. We're, we've got our routes all kind of ironed out. I think I talked about this a little bit uh, on a previous episode, so I'm not going to belabor it too much, but um, things are going pretty smoothly for a beginning of the year. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. And I have to like put that caveat in for the beginning of the year. Things right. Things are going pretty smoothly. Yeah. How's your commute? Um, not too bad. It's like four miles, you know? Yeah. So, You've been doing this commute for a couple of years now. Yeah. But, yeah. uh. I'm looking for new ways though. Uh-huh. Um. Do you like to go the same way every day or do you like to change it up? I like to kind of iron it out to where like there's no kinks in uh. it. And, and a kink could be like anything from like too many cars in the greenway or. Too many greens uh, in the carway. Too many, too many turns, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, so every year I sort of like reevaluate how this commute is going to go. Like every time I do this commute, like how I kind of reevaluate it and I found a new way to, to go. Um, what is it? <laughs> is, is it a secret? Not, not really. Uh, <laughs> other than the fact that like, uh, seventh Avenue, um, okay. 
or or even uh Williams that that goes north. Mm-hmm. Those were like my two main routes north to uh to Marine Drive. Um but they're like always really crowded. Um and so I found 16th. 16th. Which no one rides. I, no, no one drives. I never considered that. Does it go all the way up? Not quite. Okay. But pretty close. It gets gets me as far as like Deacon. Okay. Um, yeah, that's then, my neighborhood. Yeah, and then from there, I, I it's early enough in the morning, anyways, so I can I can go across to MLK and MLK the rest of the way. So you take MLK in the morning. That that's the one of the most busy streets, I think, in that it part is, of town. But at that at that time of the day, it's not so bad. Yeah, <laughs> and there is a bike lane north of Columbia. It's true for what it's hilarious. worth. Although that bike lane, I, I don't know who to call about this, and I got to figure it out. I want to say it's probably the state's responsibility because it's a state highway at that point, or even even all the way through town. Old, I think old it's ninety ninth. Yes, yep, 99th. yeah, highway ninety nine E when when you get to Oregon because it splits all the way down to Junction City. Oh right, but um. There's whoever painted the lines, like they repaved this whole segment on the way into where you and I work, and uh, the line eventually gets down to where you've got about maybe one foot between yeah. you and the the gutter or whatever, like the little storm grate that's there. And I feel like that's not in compliance with code. I feel it like that needs to be repainted. Not. So we got to figure out who to talk to about that. But yeah. Anyways, I do the same thing in the morning. Uh, there's just not enough traffic. It's a yeah, it's like a five lane highway or whatever. But it. In that time of the day, there's not that many people there. Yeah. Well, so, and I found it, when it's dark out, uh-huh. it's actually better lit than Vancouver <laughs> or Williams. Right. Yeah. Some of the more popular commuting streets. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that that works out okay. I, I, I have. Oh, I, yeah. pa- I pass you on the because uh, I'm heading south. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And so I'm uh, I jump onto the MLK right there at Delta Park, and I ride oh, that yeah. to the south. And most people go through the park like Norm and. I'm like, no, if they've got a bike lane on MLK, I'm going <laughs> on MLK. That's this right. space is for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't been commuting recently. You have not. I've been on parental you've, you've leave. You've kind of been a, yes. Yeah. Yes. So my son I was, was just say born. you were on house arrest, but that's that's really not I, a good I am, yes. My son had an ankle monitor when he was born. They don't let you take him out of the hospital until they like Whoa. make sure everything's okay. So I don't know what that no sets him up for. Birth. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But, uh. They, yeah, it's like, hey, if he goes out, they they know where he is. So <laughs> GPS for his first, however, his first three days, two and a right. half days. Yeah, but uh, so, anyways, that's the biggest news I've got is that my kid was born. So I've been getting better slowly at changing diapers and learning how to deal with and mitigate diaper rash. So, what is what is the most? It doesn't have to be specifically about changing diapers. What is the most surprising thing so far? He's so damn cute. <laughs> he is a good-looking little boy. That's surprising to you? I well, that surprises. Ba- that are babies cute? Maybe babies are cute. I don't know. I never thought that maybe they were, but uh, it turns out he is. Well, I, I think, might be biased. I think he came from good stock. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm spending my time off. I've been taking care of him, making food, trying to get sleep when it happens. And uh, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of the Regranary, helped me construct a shed for uh, our bicycles since we don't want to be hauling the bike trailer for the kid when he's old enough to ride in it up and down all these stairs into our basement. Uh, we now have a shed outside that we can oh, park nice. them in. So my, my goal in this next week is to install like a, a deadbolt. So that'll be very, very secure. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But that's, that's what I've been I, up to. So. I highly recommend the circular locks. Mm, yeah. If it, not like the one that we have out here where, you know, mm-hmm. it's the big shackle. Just the, the burliest of locks. The one where the, the lock is, is circular. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, that much harder to get like, yeah. cutters I'm, around it. I'm using an actual deadbolt. 
Yeah. Like the sort that goes on like a commercial door. Oh, dang. Yeah. Just, yeah. I like you're, my bikes. You're I want to keep them. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, that's that's what's new with me. Right on. But we're talking about commuting today. We are. And you know, one of the best places to go, maybe after a commute, would or be. Or even before a commute. Oh, sure. Yeah. Given enough time. <laughs> Depending on what time your commute is. Is a little spot down on Southeast <laughs> Division and 12th. Yes. The, the beer, beer mongers. Have you heard of it? Yes. 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 I have not, but mm, yeah. Norm, you'll have to take me there. <laughs> we, will, we, 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 we will go there. Yeah. Yes. Well, the beer mongers every week hook us up with uh, an incredible array of beverages that you can have. Uh, yes. And they, uh, we appreciate what they do for the show. The beer mongers, Southeast Division and 12th. Thank you so much. Always a seat for you. Big stick on the ceiling. Also, a couple of non-alcoholic uh, options for people who can't or don't drink. Yes. They have actually a pretty good variety of kombucha. Yeah. Um, right. You don't, you don't have to drink beer. And just a shit ton the, of yeah, beers, beer like the best labels on yes, all the beers. Yes. Yeah. Good looking stuff. If if you just want to buy a beer just to try it out because the label looked good, mm-hmm. that's the place to do it. <laughs> They've got you covered. They've got you covered. All sorts of labels. That's all right. All sorts of beers. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about commuting. Hey, we should do that. Yeah. Where do we start? Well, I think we start in Vancouver. No, Woodlawn. No. Woodland. Woodland. <laughs> Woodlawn, I like it. It's going to stick. You watch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how's this Woodlawn you live in? Ah, I know what you're That's talking about. It's a different about. town altogether. No, no. It's been renamed. <laughs> uh, part of the thing I find fascinating about the story of Brad and Norm's commute is that they are so similar. They both started in Woodland or east of Woodland. And we both drove little tiny two-seat cars. What Mine was a hybrid inside, and he drove a all-electric smart car. And uh, we often went to the same place where we dropped our cars off because I noticed them there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left a note on his car one day, because, it, and we'd see each other on the freeway. And the odd thing was that we both work in construction, and we both work – our offices were in southeast. Yeah. So that was that – was, one, one one of the odd-looking cars, odd commute, and uh, working in the same industry. And it uh, it just it seems as though that I, I never thought anybody else would ever do do anything like that. And uh, I, I I there's one other fool, I guess, right over here. All right. <laughs> now I got a I got a quick <laughs> quick backstory. So Norm has probably model number three of the Honda Insight. Really? It's got to be one of the very first yeah, ones is. to roll off the production line. So I've always been interested in electric cars. Yeah. Never had tried it. Mm-hmm. And so I, before I moved, I didn't move to Woodland until 2012. Before I moved to Woodland, I was commuting, and but I would see this Honda Insight on the highway. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a, the old, that's got to be the first Honda Insight. And I was just fascinated. <laughs> it was always going... 15 miles an hour slower than whatever the posted speed limit was. So I only had a few seconds to look at it. Very, very cautious. You know, was and it then, cautious or was it, was that just the, it was always in the slow lane yeah. and it was trying to conserve energy. I see. Uh-huh. And I knew, I knew what it was about. I'm like, okay. Oh, I got electric cars figured out. Like you've got a range anxiety. You got to have this. <laughs> oh, right. you know, I was training myself. So uh-huh. then there was this other instance and this is the two norms that I got to know was I would commute because I lived in Vancouver and I would commute from Vancouver down here to Southeast. And I would go past this guy who had a folding oh, bicycle. Right. Uh-huh. And it was has the smallest little wheels, yeah. folds oh, up yeah. to the size of a suitcase. And yeah. I was just like, my goodness. 
and that, when when you see the guy once, you're like, okay, this guy's out on a folding bicycle. It's like you're not really commuting on that. You just you know you had to get to the hotel or something. Right. <laughs> this is your well, fun bike as right. as a couple of yeah. years go by, I run across this folding bicycle all the time, <laughs> and I never really stopped and talked to the guy. But I'm like, wow, there's the folding bike guy. Right, right, right. I'm like that's amazing. So I moved to Woodland. And I'm like, I'm getting an electric car. They advertise the the smart car for 136 a month lease. You know, and I'm like, all right, I got my smart car. And I, where do I put my bike? Uh-huh. Well, I get a roof rack. So now I've got this smart car and my range goes down to 50 miles an hour because I got this bicycle on the top of the roof rack. I go down the road. I'm taller than semis. Yeah. And, the, and the bicycle itself is longer than the car. Isn't it, it? it was. It hung yeah. out over yeah. the front and everything. So I'm driving, you know, and I see this Honda Insight come. I'm like, well, this guy lives in Woodland or he lives somewhere near me. Well, then one day I'm going and I see the folding bike guy. Mm-hmm. And I see him, and he pulls in to the place that I had my car parked, and there's his Honda Insight. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. The folding bike guy is the Honda Insight guy. <laughs> wow. the same wow. It was like a Seinfeld moment. I was like, this is my older me. Who many people get to meet their older them? I'm like, oh, my God. We, I mean, I started hugging him. I'm like, yeah. you got an electric car. You got a folding bike, and you're, you make more sense than me. <laughs> Why do I have this large bike with such a small car? Yes. Norm had figured it out. Yes. Norm had the folding bike and the electric car. I just had the electric car. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's- I, I should mention something about that folding bike. Is that <laughs> also had this other advantage is that when well, when I when I first got clients, it's all all always nice and I wore like polo shirts and, and dockers and stuff, but then after they get to know me, then I would ride my bike there and be the geeky looking norm. Uh, but the, I often use that folding bike to, uh, on Macs and, and buses and stuff. It was, became a very, I didn't have to worry if there was two bikes on, on oh, the right. bike rack in front of the bus. I just fold it up, carry it on in. It was great. I, I, it, uh, it's, it, it was a little bit more fragile. You had to, you had to pay attention to things a lot more on it a lot, but it was worth it to me. It just, I, I, I love that bike. I, I, I don't use it now, but I have a different commute. Things are different now, but boy, for the time, that was just great fun. Yeah. Smartest man at the table. <laughs> right there. I don't doubt it. Well, and here, let me, let me just ask you a question, Norm, because I've got, I've got this memory of myself commuting to work back in like 2010 or something. And I remember someone who looks a lot like you bicycling up the I-205 path. Was that your commute at any point in time? Y- yes, it was. Okay. I, ha- I had an office in Clackamas. Okay. And- and that was over 16 miles one way. So you and I waved to each other yeah. 10 years ago or something. Well, we most likely did because there's only about like two or three people. That, I, com- that regularly commute because I would commute. see you on more than one occasion. I'd be like, oh, there's that guy. And uh, it's kind of an orange bike. He's yeah, making that commute. Frame. Yeah. 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 I, that might have been a, uh, gosh, that might have been a Fuji. That might have been a yellow and, and blue Fuji at the time. Okay. I can't remember. Or I can convince been, myself that that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a number of bikes. Sure. Been, but, but yes, because I used to. Marvel about that wonderful bike path on East County. And I would just see like zero bike tracks in the morning or uh-huh. maybe one or two. And Very just, few commuters. Yeah. But it's, it's my wife does that route now. Okay. And it's way up. Yeah. So we, we should feel good about that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So skip forward maybe six, seven years. Um, I was bicycling and I, stop me if I'm giving away all your commuting secrets because I don't want to <laughs> give more, more information away than you want to know. Uh, but um, 
I was riding on Vancouver Avenue, heading away from work back to uh, kind of that. I switched up my commute and I decided to go home using Vancouver. Uh, it's kind of the one that I use most often these uh-huh. days. And I look over and I see you going northbound. And I thought, isn't that that guy that I saw like 10 years ago on the I-205 <laughs> yeah, yeah, path? Yeah. Looks very familiar. Yeah. So um, I'm assuming that's also you. Yes. All yes. right. There we go. So, so we you, meet at last. Yeah. You've had the same experience I have. Absolutely. Where it's like you finally meet, <laughs> who is this mystery man? <laughs> he's even smarter than he's, I am. I, he's got a Honda Insight. That's right. Then, oh, he's got a fully. Oh, my gosh. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. So it, you're a legend, sir. Yep. It's good to see you. <laughs> so, yes, you are. So how does it go? Do you, you drive across the bridge or you ride to your car across the bridge? I, I ride my bike across the bridge so I don't have to deal with the the I-5 getting on and off ramps. And then I have a truck by my office in, in Portland. So I could put my dockers on and my, my polo shirt and fool my customers for a while. There we go. <laughs> because, yeah, anyone who doesn't know, uh, Oregon and Portland specifically, Portland sits on the Oregon-Washington border and uh, the traffic is horrendous. If anybody's oh, listening to- Getting across to, those bridges is just awful. Any of our back issues talking about uh, the there was a bridge replacement process that started and then stopped and started again and then stopped again and it hasn't started since uh people have always talked about the traffic so bad how can we fix it but nobody's ever done anything about it the easiest way to fix that is not to drive in the traffic drive yeah <laughs> uh and that's what you're doing you're riding your bicycle across the bridge that all this traffic is sitting on and then you've got uh you're the smartest one again in, in the room <laughs> no, no, but, no, but the, the, the thing is that it can make things really easy you don't even have to be bicycle fit you could Park your bike in a linear park that is just east of Husong and Larry's. Ride your bike across the bridge. That's on the Washington side. On the Washington side. Go over to the Expo Center and take Max in. Right. So catch light rail after that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then if you work at Nike, at the Nike campus. and Down in? In Beaverton. Beaverton. You know, you could, you, you could get on that train and it will take an hour and six minutes. Or an hour and five minutes or an hour and seven minutes. But, you know, like, you know, Max has priority. So it will, it could get you there. You got to do a transfer downtown. Right. Uh, but, uh, and then also while you're doing that, then you could be, you could be taking care of your emails. There's things that you could be doing productive while you're writing. Taking and, care of business on the 815 into the city. Yep. 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 And, uh, I don't know why more people don't take advantage of it. There, there was a, there was a time when they were working on the bridge and they gave a warning for months ahead of time that there was going to be an impact. So, so one thing people did is they took vacations during the time they were working on the I-5 bridge. Some people decided to carpool. Some people did, you know, they, they decided, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll walk across and then I'll, I'll use, try, I, I did all of those things. And you know what happened? There, the traffic was more free flowing with only one lane operating both ways yep. in that time period. I don't, huh. I don't know, remember that was, but that's, that's been a while ago, but about 2003, because I, I was, I was on the Interstate Bridge Commission, the Citizens uh-huh. Committee for, 12 years because I was a councilman in Rosemere neighborhood back in 98 when I bought my first house back down there. Oh, okay. Okay. And so Washington state came by. So when they were voting down the bridge and I was riding my bike, the protesters who didn't want a bridge replacement, they'd be standing on the side. They'd have their signs. <laughs> and then I would come to bike across and they would be like, Oh, oh bicyclists coming bicyclists. And they would all like have to Juck inside the girders. Oh, yeah. So I that could little pass tuck. Them, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going by and I'm, you know, and I'm just, I'd been removed from the Interstate Bridge Commission at that point by the wa- wash dot, and, you know, because I, you know, had complaints that we were heading in the wrong direction. Mm. But I'm like, are you people actually like paying attention to what's going on here? You can't even 
two people cannot even pass on this bridge. Yeah, it was built yeah. in 1919. It has outlived its usefulness. Let's replace it. Yeah, the sidewalk is very, very narrow. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. so, I mean, that whole, the bridge thing, though, but when that happened in 2003, I think they had to replace the, the wheel up top because right, it was right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It went down to one lane. It was, a, it was some of the best community there was in, yeah. in Washington, <laughs> Oregon. Incredible. Because, because people used alternates. Uh, express buses. They use alternate means of getting across that bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that, you know, we're going to probably be chasing this Columbia River crossing thing now. You know, the the, the people in Clark County are interested in reviving it now. But, you know, there's something that we could do immediately. And it is, and a lot of the groundwork's already been done. You know, they, they've done all, all the geological studies and they know where, where, where the pilings need to go down and then the footings for the new bridge. Well, what you could do is just put those footings down for the eventual, the eventual car bridge. And then you could just put a causeway across there, which was inexpensive, a causeway with a turnstile, uh, gate for the navigation and just run, oh. run buses and bicycles and mm-hmm. foot traffic across there. And if you could pick up, X amount of, I mean, let's say you, you pick up 10%. That's going to relieve the traffic on the old, on the other bridge. And then you're saying, wow, okay, we're going to, we're going to build the new bridge. We have the money now. Then the pilings are there. You're just using it temporarily with this little causeway with, right. with, with, with the max just getting across the bridge. It, it would be, it would, it, it you know, and, and you, you could look at these numbers. And you could say, well, the, 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 there, there is an example about down the 26 corridor from, uh, uh, Hillsboro. The amount of people we moved down that corridor on max. And you could say, we could do this on the bridge. And, right. and, and we could, we could afford to do this right now. Yeah. But, but Norm, <laughs> you're saying that we would build a bridge that only transit and bicyclists could use. Yep. Yep. Who would do such a thing? Well, I think the city of Portland did, as I'd ever call. <laughs> You're right. You're right. No, that, that, that's the thing is that the Tillicum Bridge has been an incredible boon to uh, uh, transit and moving people around into and out of downtown Portland. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing that, that keeps this from happening is that it, it involves multiple states, multiple uh, cities, and multiple voting populations. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, there's, I, a, I, yeah. there's another good example of that's in uh, Vancouver, B.C. Too. Yes. It's a beautiful, beautiful bridge up there. It's for transit. Absolutely. And, and, I'm, I'm 100% with you. But, uh, no, that's, that's, but, you know, as you said, there, there's too many fingers in the pie and, and people can't, can't get their, their act together. So how do we move all those cans? How do we move all those cans? <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, well, then, then I guess you could have mass transit and, and can return. <laughs> can <lanes>. return <laughs> in <laughs> Vancouver for <laughs> Oregon. Return, yeah. that, would aluminum recycling. that would save the bridge <laughs> right there. <laughs> A can deposit return in Vancouver. How strong is aluminum? Can we can we I'd smelt those down and build a bridge out of those? Maybe. No, I yeah. like the idea of the yeah. yeah have, <laughs> well, you've been stuck behind the guys. Yeah, I, know, I know. I've been stuck behind the guys. It's like, yeah. well, Oregon should just put a bottle deposit in Washington, right, <laughs> right there. Yeah. That would solve ten percent of the bridge traffic, <laughs> foot traffic, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. we could put it right in front of those nice new condos they're building on the waterfront down there too. <laughs> yeah, that's Wouldn't true. That be great. You yeah. know, the waterfront area in in that part of Washington State is changing a lot. They've yeah. kind of redeveloped. It used yep. to be kind of unused industrial, and now it's becoming kind of like sexy brewery land. So mm-hmm. uh, it'd be interesting to see how that kind of shapes up. Are they done with that yet, or is it still kind of under construction? It's under construction right now, and they're probably thinking about having grounds opening at the end of this month, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I drove by it yesterday because most of my customers are those old industrial places that you guys are talking about. <laughs> so Great Western, uh, one of the malting companies over there that makes all the uh, 
uh, malting for all the local breweries. I was driving, and so I went by that way to look at how the progress was. And uh, it's it's pretty close. I'd it's say like, it's a month or two away before they'll be. Yeah, and it's I don't know how many breweries they're gonna have down there. True. It'd be more like the high end uh, tasting bars, that's uh, it, whiskeys yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly, it's a pretty high looking area. Yeah, wow. that is though. You bring up the just the the malt, like all the malt for all the beer in Oregon comes right in through that terminal there. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. that's the place. They they are the distributors. Really? Yeah, yeah. Great Western wow. malting. That's yep. they do huge industrial bed. We're replacing all the kiln fans. You know, hopefully be done in time to get the, the malt ready. But there we go. Yeah, Otherwise, there will be a beer crisis. There will be a beer <laughs> crisis, yes. Wow. Short of, the taste will change. The new popular style will involve something that's very light on malt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's get into, like, what, I don't know, what caused you guys to, to set up this commuting? Because, uh, I mean, I'm I'm behind bike commuting, you know, and, and in a way it's like speaking to the choir, but also... I don't know if I would be able to bring myself to bike that far for work. So I always always start that conversation with people at work, and I say, you don't have to bike the whole way. Oh, well, I live in Clackamas, or I live in Beaverton. And I'm like, you can drive part way and then bicycle the rest of the way to work and then bicycle from work back to where you dropped off. But what... So my, my commute started in 2005 from Vancouver in my house. I had a house in Hazeldale area and it really just kind of started with, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could bike 15 miles to work and then bike back. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. And I kind of challenged myself to be like, mister, you've gotten up to over 200 pounds and you need to be doing it. And so one morning I got up and I had my bike and I put my shoes on and I put all my stuff and I had a backpack and I, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and do, it. I, you know, and I did it. And then once I did it that first time, it was like, wow, it, it is possible to do it. I mean, that's all it took was literally just the first step of outside my door and being like, I think I can do this. Just proving to yourself that. Yeah. It be I know. I was like, I could do this. I could bike to work. And. I had sat in traffic since 1993, living in Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver in 93 from Cedar Woolley, God's country. And, um, <laughs> Indeed. you know, it Great was place like, to be from, I hear. Yeah, yeah, way from. <laughs> you know, I mean, having been 12, 13 years of, of commuting across the bridge and, and I was, I was in a, you know, I was a service electrician. So I had a service van and I had to be, you know, I had customers and stuff, but I'd been in the office for several years and, you know, now, now, like my, my, uh, uncle, you know, he tells me, he's like, you know, you, Brad, your commute is so complicated. It involves two cars, one bridge, and a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I have to have a car at work, like Norm said, because right. I'm, I have to go to my job sites. So I have an electric car at work that I leave plugged in. And I have a car that I take down to, that I drive from Woodland down to Vancouver. Oh, okay. Then I get my bike off the back. Then I bike to work. Then I jump in my work car. And then I go to my jobs or I stay at the office and then I bike back and I'll do that tonight, jump in my car and drive up to Woodland. So, and cross a bridge. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but that, that was kind of mine. Just, just seeing if I could do it, you know, just like, I, I think I can bike to work. 
It's interesting yeah. to see how that is kind of a, a motivator for some of us. And I think uh, if you are kind of like, you know, if you have an engineer's mind, if you're, uh, if you're someone who likes to think about like how, exactly how things work, it's just the thought experiment of can this be done? And if it can be done, would it be cool? <laughs> would, it be, would it be fun to do this? Would it be fun to do it again and again? So, yeah, I, that was kind of how it started for me, too. Just like this, this seems like it could be possible. I don't know if it is. Let's find out. Well, my, my story is a little bit different. Well, it's actually quite a bit different. I, I, uh, I never quit riding. And, uh, my, my, uh, connection to bicycling is, uh, my, my brain doesn't work quite right sometimes. And, uh, and bicycling is a meditation for me. It's, it's something that puts me in the moment and it lets me work through things in an orderly fashion. I've done it so long. It, it is truly a meditation. It's something that's very, very important to, to my, my operation. I, I tend to be OCD and which, which is in my line of work. It, it, it's, 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 an, it's a plus, but you have to be able to manage it. And bicycle riding is a way that I can manage that part of my brain. And, uh, it's, uh, it's surprisingly easy how, how you could move your thoughts around after you become, uh, familiar with writing. You know, there, there is, there is the initial, uh, uh problems of, of uh, being over anxious about certain things or, or, you know, or seeing a lot of problems where there aren't any problems. Not, not to say that complacency doesn't, doesn't cause problems, but, uh, uh, no, it is. It I people say, well, how do you do? I, I, to them, I say, how can I not do it? And uh, it's almost a well, it is a form of like self care for you. Then it absolutely is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And also, it's not only that, but it, it takes it allows me to go to places in the whole process of running my life that I don't know how else I would manage it. I, I could I could bring myself. To focus and compartmentalize and and manage things, in, in a very familiar landscape, and, and a lot of the, the the base of that landscape is the rhythm, the rhythm of the writing, right. and and being in the moment, and, and processing the these 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 the the thoughts and the thoughts of the day, or sometimes I just work on. Focusing on my breathing, but uh, it is it is a mental health thing for me. <laughs> right <on. laughs> yeah, well, and yeah. It's, it is the question of yeah, why why how could I not do this? Just, right, what, absolutely. This is so valuable. Why would I not? Absolutely. Yeah, and mine mine was physical health. You know, I realized that it was like I'm you know I'm 35 now and I'm 200 pounds and I you know I was a high school cross country and college cross country runner and. <laughs> you know, I had two kids and I got a full-time job. I sit at a desk and all of a sudden it's like, I'm not 175 pounds anymore. I'm right. 200 pounds and I'm <laughs> heading to 300 and 400. Right. And, you know, there's you know, nothing wrong with the, anyone can be any size they want, but there are health implications to that. And when you start realizing that, you're like, I, I could either do something about this or I can continue down a path that will eventually lead to some problems for me and the ones I love. So yeah, that, that is, uh, that's incredibly important. And just knowing that you connect with you connect with both the earth around you and with yourself in a way that improves your condition, it makes you more fit and more able to enjoy that world uh, longer. Yeah, but Norm hit on something that I think every bike commuter realizes is the the mental health thing because you're in control of your commute when you're on a bicycle. Yep. You know, you are not in control of your commute when you're on a car. That is true. You, you are you are stopped. That's yeah. it. You can't get off the road. 
You can't change lanes if somebody doesn't let you. There's nothing you can do when you're in a car and you are stuck in traffic. That's it. That's where you're at. You are not going to get to your <laughs> meeting on time. Yep. You are not going to get to work on time. You're not, you know, you have no control over your commute. And when you're bicycling, you have control. You know, if the bus pulls out in front of me, I, I there's times I've gone onto the sidewalk safely, passed the bus on the sidewalk side, got back yep. on and kept my commute going. You cannot do that in a car. You sit there and you wait for that person to allow you to pull out or pull in or do whatever. And that that mental part for me is really helpful because it's like, oh, I got to pedal a little faster because I got a meeting to get to. Sure. Yeah. And I can do that. But you can't make the car go faster. If or, even just, yeah. or even just the fact that you can continue on while yep. like others are, are stopped. Yep. You know, um, even just the act of stop stopping sometimes, even if I have plenty of time, if I'm, you know, I drive for a living, if I'm driving and, you know, I have to stop because traffic in front of me is stopped, even though I might have plenty of time, there's still that, that sense of anxiety that happens mm. where, you know, I... I'm not choosing to stop myself. People are choosing for me, you know. But there's a connection between uh, the, the the scenery moving by, moving your body with your body. And there is a thing that, that I don't know if it developed on the savannas of Africa, you know, 500,000 years ago or wherever it happened, but I, I've experienced it in running too. It's just, just the, the, the melding together. The, the connection of of the mind and the body, the movement, and 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 that that that, that blissful feeling, and, and what you're talking about, can I do it? Well, you see, the thing is that there's a lot of things in life that you don't get immediate feedback on. If you commute and you get to where you're going, you've won, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you could get back from work to home, then you've won twice in one day. Right. And not everybody feels that way. That, that's a good feeling to have. <laughs> just <Absolutely>. did it. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I am curious, just as far as you two met each other through this whole commuting thing. Uh, <laughs> do you ever share rides or do you uh, move independently or your schedule is different enough that uh, you? it seems like you're friendly with each other, but you're not uh, necessarily uh, transporting your bikes on the same vehicle? No, no, no. no. I, uh, the insight's way too small. Yeah. <laughs> well, so is the smart car. Yeah. I... Uh, I uh, commute with my wife but sometimes but our schedule is so different and uh so it, it's it's hard it's hard to but that's one thing nice about a bike though is that you get on it you go you mm -hmm. don't have to look at a schedule you don't have to do anything and and the nice thing about it uh, as brad was saying if you want to get to a meeting you could get to a place significantly faster if you stand on the pedals Mm -hmm. You you could you could cut you could cut time off. Mm -hmm. You can't with a car. That's true. Oh, the cars in the way. <laughs> no. Stand on the pedals, you get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, Just uh, like if you go on the sidewalk with a car, you get in trouble. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or you should get in trouble. We're not advocating that you use a car on the sidewalk. That's true. Please that would be that. wrong. Yeah. yeah, we're not even advocating that you put bicycles on the sidewalk. But you know, right. if it's clear and it's safe and you use reason reasonable care, I mean, the, it, it is not going to cause problems. It's good to have options. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, what would you? What are your tips if, if somebody is thinking about a thought experiment of their own? Um, what would you tell them? Don't be too ambitious in the beginning. Always do less than what you think you can. 
and be be satisfied with the the, the simplest of victories you know uh, you know make, make make it make it a make each moment no matter how simple or how 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 minor may you know reward yourself say hey that's something uh don't get yourself in trouble extend yourself too far because that a lot of people get turned off they get scared or they get uh, they uh, they get injured uh, you know uh spend money on good equipment and that goes for especially for rain gear, if you're going to ride year around. Oh, yeah. We didn't even think about True. Yeah, think about true. I, I use yeah. all high-performance gear. I have many different rain outfits. I have rain capes. I have a rain gear that breathes. I have rain gear that doesn't breathe. You know what I mean? And uh, spend money on it. And uh, you don't have to worry about the weather. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, you know, earlier on, you know, start by driving your car part way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you say, you know, you've got a four mile commute and you decide you want to start on the bicycle, well, drive your car two miles, park it in a, in a parking lot and then bike two miles. Right. And then bike back to the car, put the bike in the car and then go home. And, you know, you don't, I, I started with 15 miles, but <laughs> like I said, you know, I also had been in, you know, I'd been a long t- distance runner for a right, long, long right. time. And the know? body I mean, remembers that. Yeah, like, I was, I was perfectly you know, you capable may have of been doing it. Out but, of shape at the time, but, you know, yeah. um, but, but start, you know, drive, drive part way. You don't have to commute your entire bicycle right commute to work, you know, or take the bus part way and get off the bus and get on the bus. You know, I mean, yeah, like Norm says, you know, just, just start easy. And be successful, you know, yeah. and and that will encourage more success. Uh, there, there's other ways to do this too. Is ride slow. Ride slow. The other thing too is that the amount of pressure you put on the pedal spins. You know, get the RPMs up. You know, eighty, ninety. <laughs> yeah, keep 90, your knees moving. Be a, your be knees a spinner, be not a masher. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, I, I tend to be masher mentality. But yeah. you know, save your knees. You know, do do the things that every that smart bicyclists do. You know, and and uh, uh, if it feels like it's too low of a gear and you're spinning too fast, you're probably about right. that's where where you should be and and motion you know people that sit there and worry about their knees you know and i heard this from an older cuban woman she's like motion is lotion Mm. you need to be moving your joints right if you say well my knees hurt too much to bike you actually need to be biking because your knees are hurting right you know you need that but yeah you don't need that over over exertion of pressure on them you need that just you moving need to them. Spin them. You've got to be right. spinning. So it doesn't hurt to, your bi- to ride your bike. It hurts to mash. Yeah. yeah. Anna's yeah. going to hear this episode. And she's going to like <laughs> replay that section for me over. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Motion yeah. is lotion. There it is. That's good. She's going to say, look, look, you're mashing. You need to be spinning. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's right. That's I, I have uh, had a lot of injuries with my knees, and they're they're not very good. They're, they're so bad that I, I uh, am a martial arts practitioner. I have, have to wear socks, and my feet don't hook through the ground too good. That's how bad oh, they are. Oh, wow. Ah. But the bicycling is I spin, and uh, that keeps it, and it keeps everything lined up. Everything's lined up. Yeah. Everything is easy. And uh, so if you've got healthy knees, that's all the better. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Make them yeah. last even longer. Make them last yep. longer. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, we talked about rain gear. Just for each of you, what, what is maybe the most surprising piece of rain gear that has been good for you? 
I have some rain shafts that are easy to take on and off. Yeah. And they breathe because they're all, there's nothing on the back. Right. You know? They just go over the front of your legs, front of your thighs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I like those. And then if it looks like it's going to be a little bit rainy, I might wear gaiters on the bottom, but that's not really necessary. But, uh, it's a nice flexible outfit. That's, but th- th- there's all sorts of great gear out there though. Yeah. Uh, Brad? I'd, I'd say mine is actually just a really good rain jacket because, you know, having grown up, you know, in the, you know, the rain shadow of the Anacortes and San Juan Islands. Oh, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, you know, we had rain 99 days out of 100 every year. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, and I rode as a kid, you know, back and forth to school and stuff. And because and, I didn't like taking the bus. And I just have always, you know, I'll, I'll wear shorts in the rain. I don't don't really care. I don't care how I mean, I'll actually go in my shoes without socks. So that I don't have wet socks. Ah, there's yeah. a trick. And, yeah. Huh. You know, and then it's just, I'll just wear a rain jacket. And as long as I have a rain jacket and I'm not too cold on my upper body, I really, the water doesn't bother me. Fascinating. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my best thing is just not having the wet socks. Yeah. That's huge. Totally. Because the wet socks are what kind of oh, make yeah. me get cold. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, uh, most surprising. Most surprising? Uh, the first time I tried waterproof socks. Ooh, yeah. And I swear by them. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh. They're wow. not, they're not the most breathable thing. <laughs> they are waterproof, <laughs> but they are waterproof. You talk about like having wet yeah. socks. Like, yeah, it's the worst feeling yeah. on earth. Yeah. Like, even if I'm just walking around my house and like, you know, in socks and I step in like something wet, it, it like, it like ruins my day for oh, that, yeah. for that good, like 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, just plain old rubber boots. Um, those have been great for me. Oh yeah, just you swear uh, by those galoshes. I can't yeah, believe that. I, you have to have flat pedals. You can't clip in with rubber boots. I haven't yep. seen rubber boots that have the clips with them yet. I suppose you could like carve a little thing. I think you can make anything into it if you want to. Yeah. But why go to all the trouble if yeah, if you just right. have flat pedals and rubber boots? That works really well for me. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you so much for both of you coming in. Yeah, this is yes. great. Good oh, stuff. Okay. I wish we could ask you a thousand more questions. Uh, but Norm's, it is, Norm's got all the answers. Right. <laughs> Whatever you need to know, Norm is the man. Ask Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the smartest guy in the room yeah. asks someone that would else. Be Norm. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's great. No, thank you so much, though. Uh, yeah, do you have time to hang out with us for our mail and news? I do. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, right. I'm riding my bike home and I got lights. <laughs> we so go. I'll be okay. There you go. Please hold. All customer service representatives are currently busy assisting other customers. Your call is very important to us and will be answered in the order in which it was received. If you'd like to take a short survey at the end of this call, please press the pound sign. You will be entered in for a $25 Starbucks gift card. You, you sound like you've heard that one. Uh, well, times. when you're in the electrical industry, you do spend a lot of time on hold trying to figure out how to make this piece of electrical crap work. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. Tim oh, Moody, Tim ladies Moody. and gentlemen, it's our calendar. It's been a while, yes. Hey, the second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. Anna, you better go. That's right. Second Friday of every month in Boston, the Boston Bike Party. Also, the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. And the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. Oh, can I mention? Please do. Uh, when I, I hung out with uh, Andre Johnson when I was in Minneapolis. Yeah. The guy quizzed me. On is that his right? Calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which one is which? I mentioned, I mentioned like, I think I mentioned the Baltimore Bike Party. And he's like, so when is that? Yeah. And I well, totally flubbed it. Did he ask you about every second Sunday of every month in PDX, the Corvette Bike Wheel Ride? <laughs> no, because that's the only one I probably could do. <laughs> 
Uh, September 20th, the Street Books Fall Celebration. That's right here in Portland. A taco bar by Los Gorditos. Decidedly the best taco purveyor here in Portland, I think. Yes. Uh, I mean, fight me about it. I don't care. No, no. (laughs) Kudos to that. Oh, yeah. Good place. Yeah. Uh, And Street Books is great, too. These are one-time events. September 22nd, so close now, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race. coming up. Anyone in Lowell, please call in. You want to hear about it? We had a back episode back last winter, uh, interview with the folks, put that together. So it's a good show. September 29th, Wheels on Fire 100 and Tucumcari. New Mexico. On fire. September 29th, the DRT, the Disaster Relief Trials in Arlington. In More Arlington. Coming yes. soon. Uh, and actually, it looks like I didn't actually put that in our headlines I'll okay it up real quick in that case headline. more info coming later <laughs> coming later we'll post it on our facebook maybe yes and um oh go ahead november 9th and 10th the portland podcast festival uh no guarantees if we will be featured this year or not we haven't heard anything about that but it's happening and it's a yeah. great event so um, we totally recommend it go to the site vote for us that's right. Uh, we've also got a list of the upcoming filled by bike tour dates uh, in other cities Here besides Portland. Yes. Snoqualmie, Washington, August 24th and 25th. Eugene, Oregon, August 31st. That Chicago, happened. Illinois. Oh, yeah. Those already <laughs> happened. <laughs> so did Chicago. It's been a while since we've done our calendar. It's been a while. Hood. <laughs> really? You had to do that. <laughs> Hood River, Oregon, October 30th. Akron, Ohio, November 4th. Arcata, California, November 15th. Bendigo, Australia, November 30th. Phoenix, Arizona, November 30th. And Boise, Idaho, January 18th. Hey, let's look at some headlines. How about some headlines? Anybody that wants to sponsor me to go to Australia? Absolutely. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Send a check in, uh, aka care of Brad. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast as we can into the daylight. Pedal just as fast as we can into the night light. All right, first up, we got a new donor. Yeah. Yeah, new member of the family. Paula at Funataki Cyclecraft. Best work in the industry. Some of you may remember her from Paula, or you may you may remember her as Paula from episode 366. Thank you so much. And actually, this Saturday, I'm going fat biking with her. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, I need to give you an envelope then. Oh, yeah. You yeah. should. Yeah, totally. And then, like, you know, it'll and ride around can... in my bag. And then after that ride. I was going to say, she I can may... steam the stamp off of it, and then it won't be a postmark. <laughs> she can use it she on a different envelope. Again. Yeah, exactly. Or collect it. Oh, or that, yeah. Uh, next up, from Bike Arlington, what to expect from Arlington's first ever disaster relief trials. Well, I forgot to copy any copy in there, so well, go what to, to bikearlington.com. Yeah. What to expect is an out. amazing event where uh, people attempt to move things around the town in a mock, uh, what would you call it? It's, uh, it's practice for what happens if yes. shit hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if the entire grid goes down and uh, suddenly you have to get stuff around uh, without the use of cars, which, uh, as we've talked about, are incredibly convenient. But yeah. in a disaster, uh, all the cars are broken. Uh, there's no gas. All the roads are broken. Uh, you might need a fat bike to carry water <laughs> and supplies and medical things. Or a cargo bike. Yeah, Or exactly. even just your standard, regular. Yeah. Or, or a bike. fat cargo bike. Or, or a fat cargo bike. So are you yeah. saying we want to be in Arlington, Oregon when the shit hits the fan? <laughs> 
Which Arlington is it? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, gonna, I just yeah. assumed it was Arlington. Go to bikearlington.com. Go to bikearlington.com yeah. and figure it out. That's what to expect. <clears throat> um, and there's actually a really cool article that he didn't include in our headlines okay. about um, the non-resiliency of cars um, as it pertains to a lot of the tropical storms and hurricanes that have been Oh, hitting. sure, yeah. yeah. And just how, yeah, the transportation grid goes down and people are using bicycles to get things from place to place. Right, right. So it works. So it works. Hey, from bikeportland.org, police deploy canine air support units to chase down a bike thief. Did what? Did you read this? I did not. Oh, no. my gosh. This cool. Is, this is like, <laughs> I they hope did they got so, him. They did <laughs> something about it? I, I have so many mixed feelings about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, please share. Okay. So here's, I, I just took a clip from the very end. Yes. While any dramatic stolen bike rescue is worth sharing here on Bike Portland, we still can't get over the fact that the Portland Police Bureau deployed their air support unit. Air support, like a helicopter? A bike thief. Yeah, so what had happened was this <laughs> this person, it was a kid's bike uh-huh. as well. So, so this, that builds this the case. Got their, got their uh, bike stolen. Um, it was reported stolen. Cops came, got took a statement, and uh, somehow tracked the bike to a TriMet bus. Okay. Like it was found, like, mounted on the, on the it was on the front. Okay. bus. And so the cops stopped the bus, confirmed that the guy was on there. They went to confront the guy. The guy somehow escaped. Bailed to the yeah, back door. I don't without know. Without thanking the driver like a jackass. Or pain. <laughs> or pain. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and left the bike, so the bike's recovered. But, you know, the guy's gone. And so over... This chase, this foot chase turns into like the dog sniffing turns into like, yeah, here comes the helicopter. Wow. Surveying. And I got to think like, so at what point are the man hours <laughs> and the equipment, you know, right? A, it, is it worth it? it how, is how many, let's like, ask it. How many bikes have you had stolen? I, I have had I think one. the Portland police should stolen. not spare any <laughs> expense <laughs> to find my stolen bike. Right. Which, by the way, was taken three weeks ago out front of World oh. Trade oh, Tower. Oh, really? Two, oh, that's yes. Oh, Bastards. Oh. Yeah. The worst. The, the one I took to Montana three oh. times. I've ridden that bike to California. Oh, that Montana. is the worst. Oh, oh, okay. No, that uh, one they should definitely use the air support for. Right. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like I don't agree with the sticker that says death to bike thieves because i think that's a little extreme but i i don't i i, I agree. severe beatings to bike thieves absolutely I, I, I agree with it in the sense of like bike thief as a as a title death to bike thieves as in like it is no longer a thing ah, it is yes. no longer viable oh, to see. be a bike thief death to the concept of bike yes, thievery yes. okay that makes more sense um, i see okay uh but yeah i don't know I, I have some mixed feelings about sure. Oh, about you mean you're a taxpayer and, too, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, we're happy for the person that but, got their bike but back. But yes, that, it's, this it's is good, good news. That, it's good that this person got their yeah. bike back. Um, hey, let's move on from I love roadcycling.com. I sure do. This, <laughs> this is a really we're this is very lighthearted. Yes, this solves a problem I didn't know I had. Uh huh. It's a brand new infinity seat. At the seat that lasts forever. Experience pain-free bike rides today. Um, this company came out with what is what they're touting the revolutionary Infinity Seat Design, which relieves 100% of the pressure on your sit bones and pubic bones, and making this saddle like no other. All points of contact are with areas of your anatomy that quote provide their own padding. Speak for yourself. Which 
that actually kind of kind of goes contrary to what I know about <laughs> bike saddles in that you want to be on your sit bones. You don't want that much padding, right? right. Yeah. The way this saddle is designed, it's kind of like, you know, there there are the saddles that have the cut out in, in the middle of the saddle, which yours yeah, has, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, but, which, which I love. So make that even bigger. To it's, the point where like there's all almost no, it's all cut out. <laughs> all you have is the frame of the yeah. saddle. Yeah, oh, you got a picture I, of it here. I think we call that a toilet seat. Yes, <laughs> no. I mean, it would cause honestly that would that would so it would serve two purposes at one. You know, wow. if you're camping in the woods and you know well. you don't want to just squat <laughs> over a hole, you could you sit just, on the infinity just seat. Get your seat out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying you should take a dump on the infinity no, seat. I'm not no, saying it's a bad no. product. I'm just saying that it could be done through it. I don't. I don't know if it's a bad product. I don't know if it's a good product. We haven't tried it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. if anybody out there listening has connections, we'll try one. Or if the company wants to send us some trials, yeah, yeah, I, I would totally and, try it and yep. review it. I will attempt uh, to take a dump while camping using the <laughs> Infinity Saddle. Wow. Oh, now they're definitely not going to send us one. <laughs> no, no. He has a young child. He has a young child. Come on. Well, that's why, yeah, that's you really why. have to. Yeah, you have to multitask. You have to be able to do multiple We're things at once. We're training the kid too. We are. Yeah, yeah. And imagine the the world naked bike ride. You know, when it really okay, matters that you remove you all those pressure points. That's that's the time in which the uh, the infinity saddle. I think they found their market play. in Portland. <laughs> they, huh. We may not have a market exactly tied down for this saddle yet, but what we do have. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. <laughs> Best segue ever. Hey, we got a text from Isaac. Isaac is one of our newer listeners, uh, but listening to a lot. And he says, hello. He says, hello, Sprocket family. Wanted to comment on episode 310. I loved Maria Schur's strategy to plan or plan for the Steens Mazama 1000, where she created essentially a diary with details that she had planned out. Smart. I, had considered, I hadn't considered to put that in format before. I enjoy the planning and logistics, especially of activities that I'm excited about. Of course, things will change, and accepting the constant change is important. I think having a plan is very beneficial, even if the plan is not to have a plan. Yes. Thanks for another great episode. Well, thanks for another great comment. That's right. Yeah, I I like listening. You know, my plans for bicycle tours back in 2014. My plan was not to know exactly how long it would take to get there and back again. Yeah. And that's what I wanted out of the experience. (laughs) So and you did it absolutely. See, I I don't know. I I I go back and forth. Like, part of me wants to have everything lined out and planned. Sure. For like bike tour, yeah, you know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna stop, where I'm gonna you know uh, have my snacks or or my lunch, um, where I'm gonna sleep, and then there's a part of me that's like, eh, if it takes me six days to get there, it'll take me six days to get there. That's right, <laughs> thirty miles. Why not? <laughs> uh, Todd G in DC love the library episode. Uh, Joan talking about library science. Yes. Uh, great work once again. He says you might be interested in what the NIH is doing with medical journals. PubMed Central. I worked there three years ago as a web developer. Interesting work. Many librarians. Lots of them. Yes. Yeah. Says, uh, oh. Yeah. Also, Guthrie would love. Uh, thank you for being late. An optimist guide in the age of accelerations. Yes, Guthrie would love that. I would hate that. <laughs> thank you for being late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it's good to slow down, but that has a lot to do with really the plan and whether or not you're planning to plan or planning not to plan. But. If you say you're going to be there at a certain time, you yes. be there at that time. Don't change the plan. Yes. Uh, can we wait for my friend? He's getting beer. No. He'll be here in 10 minutes. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every group ride ever. Hey, so I I went to Minneapolis. And yes, you did. I posted 
like just a, one picture maybe, but uh-huh. asking for like some suggestions. And everyone came through. And a lot of people came through, and I, I kind of brought out some of the the uh, better ones. Not that anyone else's was all that. Not as good, but here's but this some, one was good. Here's some more really yeah. interesting ones. Yeah. Um, so Daniel P says, uh, if you don't pedal out to Medina Ballroom and Entertainment Center, you're just plain podcasting wrong. Is that funky cold, Medina? I don't know. I guess I'm I'm podcasting wrong because I did not go there. <laughs> well, you're going to have another chance at some point, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Are, are you going to move there? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm just going to let that. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. I fell no, on an open no, mic. I've, I've actually, I've got a, I've got a running bet with yeah. a coworker. Uh-huh. He says it's $10. I say it's $100. Um, I'm yeah. not, I'm not planning on moving. Okay. There. So you get $100 if you don't move there? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> we, never defined, like a good deal. we never defined a timeline, though. Okay. So I got gotcha. you. He might win in the end. <laughs> <laughs> John in Goldendale also recommends, if you are on bicycles, it might be out of the question, a 70-mile round trip, but almost entirely on dedicated bike trails, but Minnesota's largest candy store is a unique tourist this site. This is right up my alley. Also, they do not accept credit cards. Bring cash. Yes. But 70 yes. miles to candy. Absolutely, to the right? the largest candy store in yeah. Minnesota. Jordan, Minnesota. I'm there. And then lastly, Susie Knutson recommends swing by one-on-one bicycle studio and Angry Catfish Bicycle Shop and Coffee Bar. And I was like right outside of Angry Catfish. And oh, yeah? And realized we were out of time and oh, I had to get to the airport. so it goes. And one-on-one bicycle studio. That was Gene or Gino from uh, that oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Who runs um, that? From... Um, what was that? Podcast? I you know I can't remember. Pedal Hub. Pedal Hub. Pedal that's Hub. it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was a good show. Yes. It was so good I couldn't remember its name. <laughs> but no, it was th- that was a good show while it lasted. I yes. heard that there are uh, plans to reboot that show, and at some point it might happen. But uh, Gene, I feel like you and Gene should have a grump should, off. Oh yes, because I feel like before. you and he are kind of the same like lovable curmudgeon type. We did we did go to um, crap. Now I can't remember the name of the bike shop, but okay. it was it was essentially. Uh, Clever Cycles clone. Oh, really? It was it was unforgettable. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. The experience yeah. was amazing. Yes, but perennial, it was, perennial yeah, cycles. Perennial cycles. Yes. They they come back again. It was and amazing. Again. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. They had a great light display. Oh, um, great! Of all of their of all their like uh, dynamo lights. Yeah, and whoever rigged it up rigged their front dynamo with a gear so you could actually turn the pedals. That's cool. And and then you can try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and see how all the lights work. I love it. Um, Anna was, like, talking with them for, like, an hour and a half. But there's a coffee shop next to them, so I got to you sit were down and coffee. relax and have coffee. Yeah. She nerded out on cargo bikes. Let's go. Wait, you didn't nerd out on cargo bikes? I mean, a little bit. But, but I mean, it was between that and coffee. It, yeah, yeah, well, and I was definitely out of my element. <laughs> okay, I, I see, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, that was the deep end of the pool. Yes, very yeah. 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 Cargo bikes, yes. Yeah, I got you. The deep end of the pool. <laughs> uh, we didn't ask. Do either of you have anything that you'd like to share uh, where you are online? People could see your stuff, look at your uh, pictures, what have you. Anything that you, uh, or, or would you prefer to remain anonymous or what have you? I'm I'm on Strava. Oh, there I mean, we go. Yeah, so I track all my rides probably since 2014. On Perfect. Strava. So people can follow very- you. I yeah I don't have very many followers. Okay, we have I an follow- unofficial Strava channel. Team. We do. What yeah. do we call it? We do it. The Sprocket Podcast. Uh, Sebastian set that up for us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank okay. you, Sebastian. Yeah. No, I'm part of the Portland Commuters um, on Strava. We have a Portland Commuter site. Oh, perfect. Nice. But yeah, no, that's that's a that's about the only social media that I do. So. There we go. <laughs> Easy. Great. 
We I, should mention, though, Norm, that you are a part of Bikes for Humanity. That's right. And in fact, like the last Sunday Parkways, we'll have a presence there this Sunday. Stop on by. We could pump up your tire if you don't have enough air. We'll just stop by and say hi, and then you could we could tell you a bit more about our story. Our Our, our mission is to teach people about how to work on bikes and how to get bikes to people that can't afford them. And also, like myself, I'm a volunteer there. And, and, and it, it seems to be, it gives me a place to keep myself out of trouble. There we go. <laughs> and, and we have a lot of fun there. You know, we have outside activities. So swing on by and, uh, have some fun with us. You oh, guys right do great on. work. Yet one more place that I ran in to my future self. I didn't even <laughs> expect. I went after work one day down to the, I love blues music. I went down to the waterfront <laughs> oh, blues, the blues festival. Fest. Yeah. I yes. ride my bicycle across the bridge. I go to check it into the bicycle area where you can check it in safely. Uh huh. And who do you suppose is handing <laughs> yeah. me a ticket? But Norm. Yeah. Norm is the ballet. Yeah, so. Norm, ballet. Norm is like the, the bike guard. Perfect. And I was just like, I feel so safe. And we just laughed and we joked because <laughs> I was like, I had no idea this facet of the insight owner, the folding bike guy, <laughs> yes. my, the commuter from Vancouver, from Woodland that lives next to me. You know, I was just like, and you're at the Blues Festival. You I'm don't like, need to look incredible. him up on the internet. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on the 205 bridge. He's been on the I-5 bridge. And as far as that Blues Festival, we're always looking for volunteers to help help with the bike corrals down there. Perfect. Yeah. And you're you're welcome to take in the shows, too, Yeah, if you help us out. So that's part of your reward. The best way to get in. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, this has been a good show. Let's, yeah. let's wrap it up, shall we? Uh, sure. <laughs> let's yeah, put this baby to bed. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Yeah. Welcome I, back. Now I know how to put a baby to bed. <laughs> oh, that's that's literal for you. All right. <laughs> no, really, I have to go home and put my baby to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. I skipped a line. Email thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard, Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Todd Park, yes, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a, a time, time traveler, traveler, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, Anna. You'll be home soon. Yep. Andre Johnson, thanks again for all you did. King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, feel better. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regrainer and a great shed builder. Campsite, Mac Nurse, David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Cato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagoner. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Cr Barron, Chris Barron. And Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna. Matthew Rooks. Coco! Marshall and Paula at Funataki Cyclecraft. Thank you all so much. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth and go to bed.
being the guy that wrote a book. Yes, yeah. we were like yeah, sons. We like That's right. Yeah, I he was in our book club once. He spoke at our book club. Is that right? Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, the now defunct book club. Okay. Yeah, it was a yeah. decent, decent He's a read. Great guy. Yeah, 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 totally, and a great shed builder. And yet, my and yet my proof that Norm has been he is everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot live in Portland and not have known Norm. <laughs> Well, this has uh, been fun. This has been fun. I it is. Yeah. It is a great it's honor fun. to meet you and talk to you in person. This is. Uh, it's, it's an honor to, it's been to meet so you in long. person. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to remember me, but but do you recall me from the world? Yeah, you were the.